0: Good morning church. Pray that you've had a great week. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to ABU, Arnold Benson Unified Church. Uh, basically, man, we're really just a collection of God's creation driven to love God wholeheartedly, love ourselves accurately, and love our neighbor selflessly, all for his glory. So we want to thank you for joining us. And today is actually the last message of the year for us. And God really put it on my heart to take some time off, um, because I really need some. Uh, It's kind of been a crazy last two months. Um, But we will pick back up in January, just so you know. And of course, on our page, you can always find encouragement. And if there's anything we could help, we're always available to you. And um, there's a good possibility that at the beginning of next year, we'll be having indoor service to start the year. Um, But as those things develop and those things are finalized, I'll be sure to... Let you know all the details, but one way or another, we are still going to be here. We're still going to be present, and we're still going to be giving you a word. And so, with that being said, I'm excited for today's word, which is called the response, okay? See, did you know that Jesus' birthday is an invitation for God that demands a response? See, Christmas, we tend to think, okay, we we think of his birthday, but... We also think about the times that we get to spend with our family and just enjoy some time off and relax. And those things are cool, right? They're all good. Uh, We should enjoy those things. Um, But I pray really that going forward, we will always be able to see this man really has a gift that leads to a door opening to a higher calling by God. Um, And he's requested a response that he's waiting for so today's the response. We're gonna be in Luke chapter one, and I'm excited for this. But before I want to pray, as always, and we'll get right in. Father, we do come before you, Lord, because uh, we understand that doing things within our own powers, it's not gonna to lead to things going as well as we like. Uh, but we're always gonna come up short if we're being honest, Lord. And we need to depend on you. We need you to work through us. We need you to help transform us. And so we just come asking that you would do that today, Um, that our hearts would be aligned with your heart, that our sight will be aligned with your sight, that we would have your wisdom, that we would have your discernment, your clarity, um, that we would feel the Holy Spirit speak directly to us. And then we would be (laughs) equipped and encouraged and empowered um, to do what you ask of us, Lord. And we wouldn't walk in fear, but we would walk in truth and love that is you. And so we just thank you for today. We love you and pray this in Jesus name. Amen. All right, church, let's get right to it. Starting at verse 26, Luke chapter 1, and here's where it goes. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think, what could the angel mean? Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And then the angel left her. The response. Whew. That's a good story. And a lot of times we hear, it, we're like, oh, okay, so she's, you know, God's saying she's going to get pregnant. That's cool. But there's so much good stuff that I really feel like, man, God put it on my heart that this is what we need to focus on. As much as usually around this time, everybody kind of does the story of Jesus' birthright. This is what God was telling me. This is what we're going to be speaking about. And it starts with this. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. I think we tend to look at where we are in this life. We look at where we come from. We look at, man, what we go through. And we sometimes don't notice that God is always present in everything. Um, But just like Mary, God knows exactly where we are and he meets us where we're at. Verse 26 and 27 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, A village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Here's what I want you to know about where she comes from. You see, in that time period, Nazareth, they estimate the population to be about 400 people. That's not many people, 400 people. And out of that 400, he happened to choose one named Mary, who happened to be a virgin, who was engaged to Joseph who was a descendant of King David and if you read the Word of God and you read about Jesus one thing you'll see is has people discover where he's from they kind of make fun of him about it they think man who is this dude like I know where he comes from there's no way that he has any significance right it's hard for others to imagine anything significant uh, or importance coming from a place of insignificance And I think sometimes we could relate to this of feeling insignificant. But this is what I want you to understand, church. The place you come from is never more important than the one who came for you. Mm, Let me say it again. The place you come from is never more important than the one who came for you. You see, in God's intentionality in our life, we can find significance. We can find purpose no matter who we are or where we come from. And I pray that's encouragement for you today, Um, that even though we live on a planet that's crowded, has over 7 billion people, you are still seen, you are still sought after, and you are still loved. Verse 28 says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Now that doesn't sound like a huge statement or anything like that, might not sound like much. But I really want us to to dig into this because it has some, man, some things that are key that we need to know. And it's, man, God is so loving and personal that he's willing to send signs of himself just so we can know that he is present. And who are we that the creator of this universe should send an extension of himself just to reach out and make himself known to us? That's crazy. But he demonstrates it. He shows us love. And he approaches us with greetings. He's not barking at us. He's not like, hey, in our face. He's coming with open arms. He's coming waiting for our response, waiting for an embrace. Man, that's that's how loving and kind God is to us. And Gabriel said, favored woman. See, to be favored means that you get preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. So God doesn't just choose you. He prefers you. That's hard to imagine. I get it. Because that's something we don't earn. It's something we definitely don't deserve. Yet, because of God's love, it's something that He gives us. And when I think about the hot mess that I am, and all the times that I give God a reason not to care, not to love me, right? Yet, nothing I have done or will ever do will ever change the fact that He loves me. And that same is true about you. Nothing you can ever do, no matter how many times you mess up, no matter how many times you fail Him, it doesn't change the fact that he still loves you. It doesn't change the fact that his arms are still waiting for an embrace, cause he does, and that's crazy, Church. That's like, that's a lot of times it's mind blowing for me to even understand that, it. because it's hard enough for me to love myself or to to even have to love somebody else's heart, right? But that's who God is. That's who He is, Man, And He can't change who He is. It's what He does. And. Man, how fortunate are we, right? Hallelujah. God loves us despite us. Amen. Check out Mary's response. I I love it because I think it it captures our response a lot of times. Verse 29 says, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think, what could the angel mean? Confused and disturbed. Isn't that just like us? God will, will, uh, man, we could be having a hard time expecting God for his word, especially when it comes... Man, speaking directly to us, we get that dog face where, you know, the dogs turn their face like all confused. We start asking questions like, God, you sure he was talking to me? You know who I am, right? You know what I'm doing. You know the things I've done. And you're saying you love me, that you're seeking after me, that you want to use me. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy good. Because we question it. We don't understand it. And we could become like Mary, we could be, become confused, and then we could become disturbed mentally and, and emotionally, um, trying to make sense of it. Because we understand how we don't, man, really have no business being in the same sentence of something of this magnitude. When God told me to become a pastor, I was like, ah, God, I, I think I misheard you. I think you he said to become a rapper. See, because at the time I already had a passion for rapping. I had already been traveling, done CDs, done shows, done award shows. I had a radio show. I said, surely, God, the thing you're telling me to do is you want me to become a rapper. And that's my passion. I have no desire to become a pastor. This is what God told me. He said, I know. I desire you to become one. I did that Kevin Hart voice. Like, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. God, I don't know the first thing about becoming a pastor. I don't even... I mean, I could barely even talk right. Like, how are you going to use somebody jacked up like me? And I remember God making it very clear. Um, Man, I I was feeling like Mary, right? What could God mean? And God told me, look, I'm not asking you to make sense of it. I'm asking you to trust that I already have. I'm not asking you to make sense of it. I'm asking you to trust that I already have. It's powerful. And God does this. The next verse, verse 30 says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. When God calls us to something, he's always going to bring reassurance about the thing that he called us to. OK, so not only is going to bring reassurance, but we have this safety net to know that he's our insurance. Amen. Because he is with you. You are favored. You have his favor. You are seen. You are sought after. You are loved. Man, that's powerful. And something else that's powerful is this. God speaks directly. God speaks directly to you. Um, He's not one to sugarcoat. He's not one to beat around the bush. What he says is what he means. And the way he describes it is exactly the way that it always goes down. He can't deny who he is. Or, or speak from a place that he's not. He is truth, so all that he speaks is truth. It's that simple. It's not. He's not a god of confusion. He, but he's one of clarity. He's one of thoughtfulness, and at times he's downright detailed with the things that he tells us. And Mary finds this out very quickly. In verse thirty one through thirty three, it says, "You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great." and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. I would have heard that. I'd be like, all right, God, you you doing too much right now. Like, you're speaking way too heavy for me right now. Man, But here's the thing. When God calls you to something, he's always going to give you a step into what, that, what that's going to be like. He's going to give you that first step to take. And sometimes... If he feels you're prepared and you're ready for it, he'll even give you a second step to accompany it. And then usually he'll give you uh, what the end goal of it all will look like. Like he said, I was going to become a pastor. I was like, what? Well, how do I even do that? He said, this is what I want you to do first. Just spend time with me. Every time I tell you to do something, just do it. I said, uh, that's how I become a pastor? Sure. Okay. Uh, but I knew the end goal was to become a pastor. Well, here I am now, right? I become a pastor. I took that first step, and I just kept taking the next step that he gave me and kept doing what he asked. Because that's all he's he's trying to do. Because sometimes we get caught up in the ending of of what it looks like, and we forget that we're still at the start. (laughs) We got to know where we're at. And I was talking to a brother the other day, and I was just telling him, hey, man, we got to be patient. You know, God doesn't reveal something to you that he won't see through. And at the same time, if he showed it to you and it hasn't came yet, doesn't mean that it never will. It just means that He doesn't want you to miss all that you could be learning while going through the process of it. So, if God um, gives us everything at the at the front, He already knows how jacked up we are, right? How we'll take the blessing and we'll end up making it the blesser and pushing Him to the side and ignoring Him. And man, He knows at the end of the day that's not going to help us mature and have the growth that is needed to handle what he's given us. So we may think we know what's best, but we always just got to know this and trust that God's will is always better than our best. Amen. Verse 34 says, Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. It's easy for us to be like a, a realist like Mary, right? To look at our situation and see it for exactly what it is. I mean, how can something be, Different than what we see, right? To us, that makes sense, you know. And and I get it because I'm I'm that person. I'm a person that I gotta see things literally and I take everything as it is. Um, but when it comes to God, um, and we have these type of feelings, this is what I want you to understand. You feel that way. Don't be afraid to ask God questions. Ask him. Just pour out your heart. Tell him how you're feeling about the situation. I know we could feel dumb for asking God a question, knowing that he knows everything. Um, But he's not going to rebuke you for it. He's not going to strike down. He's not going to get upset and just walk away and not want to talk to you about it. Ask him a question. Tell him what's on your heart. It's like Paul says, he said, prayer, pray without ceasing. And that's really saying, hey, man, stay in constant communication with our father. Man, because he longs to be in conversation with us. He desires that, and we need to have that same desire. Um, and I don't know if you have kids or not, um, but kids tend to ask a lot of questions, right? And after, after over time, you can be feeling like, man, I'm tired of hearing the questions. I, whatever. Yeah, sure. Cool. Thankfully, God is not like that. Thankfully, no matter how many times we ask questions, God is patient with us. Uh, he meets us right where he's at, and he's willing to explain and help us through things, okay? Because he already knows what's up. Okay, so there's no point in denying what we're thinking. We have to embrace it. We have to face it and ask in it. Just ask, okay? It's hard, man, to get an answer to a question that is never asked. That's the truth. If you never ask the question, you may never get your answer. Because check out what happens when you keep asking questions like Mary did. Verse 35 and 36 says, The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. The angel replied. You see, God is willing to reply to us when we ask a question, okay? Uh, So we have to be willing to speak to him. But here's the thing that we can't miss that is key too. Not only do we have to be willing to speak to him, we have to be willing to listen. We have to listen. And if you feel like you've been struggling hearing God or or listening to God, I just want to say this. Maybe, just maybe, man, you're tuning your ears um, to something that he's not trying to say. And this is what I mean. It's hard to hear someone When you've already made up your mind. what you're going to be open to hear. Okay. If you already close it off. Like look man. If he doesn't talk and say in this lane. Then I really can't hear anything else. Well of course. You ain't going to hear nothing else. We got to understand that God's not going to speak to us in the way that we expect. He's not going to do things the way that we expect. And so we need to be able to learn. Okay. I need to tune my ears to his voice. Because at the end of the day. God didn't, uh, God doesn't speak or live to please us. He doesn't. He didn't create us so that he could worship us. No, it's the other way around. So to hear him, we have to learn to tune our ears to his voice. And it could come in reading the word. It could come in prayer. It could come um, from fellowship and just, you know, uh, building accountability with other believers. But what it really comes down to is the work that we put into it. And the more that we do, the easier it's going to become to notice it, to hear it, and to listen. And in this time of growth, the Holy Spirit will do a work in you, and God will begin to do a work through you. And we have to be patient uh, and see that, uh, man, whenever we're still not hearing or we're still struggling and we see God moving in other people's lives, uh, we can't compare ourselves to how God's is moving other people's lives, but we got to see that as encouragement. Like, okay, I may not understand it. I may not see it, God, but I know that you're still moving. I see you still doing things in my brothers and sisters. And so, man, you're doing a thing in me and, and and beyond me. And so I pause and I thank you for that. Because I know there's going to go a one point that I'm going to be able to tune my ears to your voice and I'm going to be able to hear you directly and clearly. Because it will happen. But when it happens... What's gonna come next for you? What's your response? Knowing the Lord is with you, knowing that God is gonna speak directly to you, how are you gonna to respond to Him? Okay, it's what we gotta figure out because it's not a matter of of titles or position. It's always gonna be a matter of our heart. It's a matter of the heart. It's a heart issue, and if you don't give them your heart, then it's gonna be near impossible to know His. And if you don't have no response, well, that is your response. It's that simple. Verse 37 says, For the word of God will never fail. Never fail. Not once. Never. Don't let the failure of others or even of yourself label God incorrectly. Don't do that. We tend to let our experiences um, man, with people shape our expectations of God. We got to stop that. In another translation, it says this, nothing is impossible with God. That should be enough for us to say, okay, man, I can trust God uh, because I know He can make all things possible and He does what He says. To who He is. His word never fails. It's a small statement, man, but it packs a life-changing truth. We need to come to a point That we have a response just like Mary does. Because check out what she says. Verse 38, Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true. And the angel left her. She didn't say, man, what am I going to tell Joseph? Or I know people know that we're engaged and they're going to see I'm pregnant. Like, how am I going to explain this? Man, God, how do I handle this situation? She just said, "Nah, man, that's enough. I've heard enough, man. I trust you. I heard enough. You said this, so I'm going to walk in it, which is crazy because in this time, the reality of her being pregnant and it happening outside of the marriage would not only bring disgrace to the marriage that was going to happen, it would bring disgrace to Joseph. And the penalty for this was really for her to be stoned in the middle of the street, put to death. And she she could have been freaking out like, oh my gosh, God, what am I going to do? But what she said is No. I'm the Lord's servant. If this is what he's asking of me, then this is the very least that I can do. When God speaks to us, when he shows us he is with us, uh, man, we have to let go of our questions. We have to let go of our fears, our limitations, and step into his truth, allowing his Holy Spirit to guide us and empower us and fulfill the will that was spoken over us. Like Mary, God is trying to birth Jesus in our life, demonstrating his holiness, his love, his faithfulness in ways that are far greater than ourselves, reaching people, man, that is beyond ourselves. It's through her response that the gift of salvation came into this world. And it's going to be through our response that that same gift can be seen in our life and can be drawing people to him. It wasn't a coincidence why God chose Mary. So when he chooses you and you understand that, understand that that same truth applies to you as well. My challenge for us this week, respond like Mary. Do that. Don't be afraid to share what's on your mind and your heart. Ask questions that you desire the answer to. Take time to see how God is present in your life and working and take note Of the way that he's working in other people's life. Whenever you feel like you can't see him working in yours. Or you're struggling to hear him. Work on tuning your ears to listening to his voice. Don't place the failures of people and of yourself as the true expectations of God. Work on replying and living as the Lord's servant. Understanding that it's not a coincidence That you are chosen, man, because you are hand-selected by him. That's powerful. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, um, that you choose each one of us. And the things that you desire, you spoke over us, Father, they might be different, Father, but it all seems the same purpose of leading people to you and allowing people to experience uh, your love that is transformational, in our hearts, in our minds, in our actions, in our thoughts, um, that can do a work that we cannot do without you. And so, Father, I just pray that our response would be one like Mary's, where we wouldn't be afraid to share what's on our heart. We wouldn't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, we wouldn't be afraid of the things that uh, we don't understand or we don't have the information of. But our response would be, yeah, I'm your servant. Whatever you say, Lord, I'm rolling and rocking with you. Um, Father, because you are faithful, your word never fails, you never fail us, you are always with us, you speak directly to us, and that is all more than what we deserve. And so Father, just help us work on our response. And may uh, the end of this year, the beginning of next year, be one, uh, man, that leads to a pattern of great consistency in the way that we respond to you. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen all right church i love y'all god bless y'all i hope you have a merry christmas of course uh thank you for joining us if you have prayers man feel free to put them in the comments i meant to, meant to say that at the beginning if you uh feel led to to give of course there's, there's ways to do that as well in the comments uh, but i hope you have a great end of the year and be ready for an exciting 2021 and be willing and excited to join us in the work that god has for us uh Man, I'm excited. But I love y'all. God bless y'all. And I will catch y'all here soon. Bye.